Transmitter device activated. Coordinate set for Earth 2. Hey everyone, welcome to the Earth 2 podcast, the podcast that explores the origins and development of the DC Comics multiverse and the legacy of their Golden Age characters through the Silver and the Bronze Ages of comics. I'm Peter Watson. And I'm David Steele. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. As promised, we're doing the Jay Garrick Flash solo story from issue 201 of The Flash this week, a comic that was published on the 3rd of September 1970. Do you want to tell everyone about the cover? Yes, we have the Flash logo. We're in a basketball court. There is a team of youths mm. who are walking about in the background carrying a basketball, funnily enough. And in the front, there is a Hispanic kid in a wheelchair. And he's throwing a basketball shirt at the Flash, who's in tears in the front of the cover. It's another one of these crying Flash covers. I know. There's so many of them in this era. It's it's ridiculous. Man up, Barry. And the kid in the wheelchair saying, Your blunder made me a cripple, Flash. I'll never play basketball again. But that's not the story we're covering. No. In the bottom corner, there is a Flash, no pun intended, that says special, a new golden age flash story. And there's a lovely headshot of Jay Garrick right yes. in that corner. And underneath that is an Infantino and Anderson signature. There awesome. You go. It's a cracker. Yes. It's a cracker. Lovely clean lines on, on Barry Flash. It's the shiny floor. Very, very effective. It's it's a beast. But yes, there's a, a new solo story for the Golden Age Flash, Jay Garrick, Yay. who we saw quite a lot at the start of the podcast, but latterly we haven't seen him quite so much, so it's no. nice that he's getting this little solo outing, as it were. Without any further ado then, we jump past the, the basketball Barry story and we arrive at a caption that says, presenting the Golden Age Flash in Finale, finale for, for a fiddler. fiddler. And in the foreground of the panel, we see the long white-haired version of the Fiddler that we saw in JLA 21 and 22 and who encountered Jay Garrick, the original Flash, several times back in the day, as Peter told you all about in our last episode. Mm-hmm. You see him in the foreground, noodling away. The title of the story is rendered on a sort of scroll of sheet music. And in a similar fashion to one of the stories we did last time, the two Ds and Fiddler have been replaced with musical notes. If you remember last time, the two Ds and Fiddler were replaced by a couple of violins in the Golden Arrow story. And Jay Garrick is wishing around the Fiddler. It's a gorgeous little bit of graphic representation of everything mm-hmm. that's going on. The words and music are by... Robert Kaniger and Murphy Anderson. Now, the next panel's a cracker. It's the first time I think we've really seen this, isn't it? Yeah, nothing like this for a very long time anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's a panel showing the Earth. There's a blue cosmic void in between. And then there's another Earth. And the caption on the blue cosmic void says... Separated from our Earth by a cosmic curtain impenetrable to any eye is a parallel Earth. Mm. On the other side of this dimensional barrier lives the fastest man of Earth 2. The Golden Age Flash, otherwise known as Jay Garrick of Keystone City. Yes, we're at home with the Garricks in this panel. We can see Joan in the foreground. Jay struggling to put on his Flash boots as Joan says... You'll be late, honey. Hurry! I'm doing the best I can, Joan, but I'm not as young as I used to be. Then, in answer to a police alarm... Yes, we see Jay speeding along in action as the Flash, ducking from some bullets that are being fired from behind what looks like a giant tortoise shell. But Jay helpfully thinks... Turtle Man's hoods are using him for cover. Slugs almost singe me. Can't seem to vibrate with my old-time finesse. And then in the first panel of page two... Ah, take a drink. Jay has run over and grabbed... A dustbin lid uses a shield as the bad guys continue to fire at him and we see Turtle Man revealed and he says, Ha! Huh. I knew if I held out long enough, I'd live 
to see that Scarlet Speedster, just a flash in the pan. And with a splang and a zoom and a, and what's that one? Bing! Bing. Bullets go flying from the, the dustbin lid as Jay retaliates. Who writes your material, turtle man? In panel three, it's a closer shot of Jay as it seems that his shield isn't working quite as well as he hoped. As he says, slugs drilling right through my cover. They don't make things as good as they used to be. Old man shakes fist at Cloud. Yeah, I can see a common theme emerging in the story already. <laughs> We're only like five panels into it. In the next panel, Jay gives up using the dustbin lid as a shield and hurls it towards the two bad guys with the guns who duck out of the way. As Turtle Man says, You should have retired when you had a chance, Flash. You're obsolete. Gosh. Caption for the next panel. Gasping Lee summoning his melting reserves of power, the veteran Flash hurls himself on his impassive enemy. This is a nice panel showing Jay in action. It's doing that thing when, you know those panels when you see like Spider-Man swinging through the hole of his leaping around over yeah. a building and stuff. And with all the after images. Yeah. yeah. So basically Jay runs in from the left and zooms around knocking out the bad guys, the two goons one after the other, and then grabbing Turtle Man and knocking him on his back and... As all this is going on, he's saying, Me? Retire? Not while I've got a breath left. Kraken. That'll end up in the socials. First panel of page three. After police collar the gang. So we see a helpful young policeman standing at the back of a police van that's presumably going to cart off the bad guys, and he says to the Flash, Sure love to see you vibrate, Flash. How about racing us to the jail? It's a mile from here. Give us 19 blocks head start. Wouldn't be fair. I used to. I mean, I can vibrate faster than light. I could circle the earth while you're still shifting gears. In the next panel, the police van is driven off and Jay looks exhausted, hanging over a post box, looking very tired, his hat at a jaunty angle as he thinks. Good thing I convinced him. I'm pooped. About all I could circle now is my own house. Later, at home. Jay sat down, helmet's off, he's got his feet up. Joan's helping him take off his boots as the flash says, Can't understand what's happening to me, Joan. Joan replies, It's happening to everyone, honey. Time is marching over you. But I like you just the way you are. The grey of your temples is groovy. Makes you look distinguished. And yes, we get a clear shot of Jay's grey temples clearly highlighted in this panel. Panel 4, page 3. Joan is now giving Jay a bit of a shoulder massage. As she's saying, Back feel better now, darling? I want you in good shape for the rock festival at Stockwood tomorrow. I'm depending on you to battle your way through that rock-bound crowd to get me a seat up front. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Caption for the next panel, then. On the road to the Rock Festival the following day, Flashy's most formidable foe, the Fiddler. Yes, yeah, it's a very interesting, beautiful art from Mr. Anderson. We can see a, a long trail of vehicles, including a motorcyclist with a guitar over his back and a, a VW Beetle and some, some hitchhikers, all making their way towards the festival. And we see the distinctive fiddle-shaped car that the Fiddler drives. Has this been in the podcast before? I can't, remember. I can't remember if it was in the Crime Champions one. I love that car though. It's phenomenal. It is. The Fiddler is driving along and he has three passengers in his back seat. And one of them says, Look at that mob, Fiddler! Fiddler replies, More than Nero had when he played in ancient Rome. Only at the end of my act, these cats will be burned up. Uh-oh. That doesn't bode well. First panel of page four. Cars come to a halt. Three Passengers have disembarked. They're walking away as the fiddler points and says, When I start fiddling around, my electronic music will send them into orbit. That's your cue to rob the million dollar till, my fiddlers three. 
Right on, says the dark-haired chap. I should mention, there's a one with short dark hair, a kind of older-looking guy. Actually, that looks like Ronnie Barker in Porridge, doesn't it? It does, actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, a reference for our American listeners there. There's another longer-haired chap as well, so these are his three sidekicks. Interesting, they're up to no good. Electronic music at Woodstock? <gasps> what? The fiddler goes electric? Yes. Oh, my goodness, yeah. It's like Dylan at the jazz thingy and becoming a Judas. <laughs> this is what this is all about. Caption then for panel two of page four. Meanwhile, on the road, a solid mass of cars and characters. See a couple of long-haired kids in the foreground. Also back-to-back vehicles, one of which is being driven by Mr. and Mrs. Garrick. Joan is saying, Jay, we'll never get close enough to the bandstand to hear anyone. And you promised. Don't remind me, Joan. If I don't get you there, I'll never hear the end of it. But that's married life, I guess. A blur of super speed and an invisible switch of garments. And this is interesting because they're going to, obviously, some kind of very hippie-ish music festival. Jay's wearing a shirt and tie. (laughs) Jay, you're such a square. Oh, my goodness. But this is a great shot of him changing into costume at high speed, untying his tie, opening his shirt, putting on his flash uniform and donning his helmet. And while all this is taking place, he's whispering, what Jay Garrick can deliver, the flash will. Even if my bones creak a bit these days, a slow dissolve. A moment later... Yes, and we can see a band on stage. They're singing... Send Send the generals to war, and there'll be war no more, no more. That's very interesting. That's almost a riff on Make War No War. Yes. Which they were starting to say at the end of a lot of the war comics running about this time. Indeed. Which is another excuse for us to mention our good pals, Max and Rich and the Weird Warriors podcast. Of Not course. Not an excuse to mention. Now, this is a great panel because we see the crowd, massive, a lot of older men with long hair and beards and girls with flowers in their hair and long hair and obviously what looks like a couple of Hells Angels types. A couple of guys wearing shades and the band on stage, they appear to be wearing old school sort of military stuff. Very old fashioned gear indeed because what we see almost running over the top of the crowd now is the Flash running forward with Joan Garrick. And Joan is saying, faster Flash or we'll miss the spiked helmets. And Jay replies, we're in luck. I see a spot, just room enough for two. I mean, I work a lot of music festivals and this is just like, nowadays they're just so, so different. This is one tiny little almost wooden platform stage with no barrier, no massive PA, nothing to sort of separate the audience at all. I mean, is it any wonder that someone died at Altamont? But anyway, that's another story. We arrive at the first panel, page five, and Jay comes to a halt, but they're dug up by a couple of long-haired Youngsters are nearby because they've got in the road. One of them says, These over 30s are sticking their neurotic noses everywhere, trying to steal our thing, when they should be in rocking chairs. Joan, to this, says, Sorry. And this is, I mean, I like the idea of Mr. and Mrs. Garrick being down with the kids. Joan, obviously, mm-hmm. is a bit more of a younger spirit than Jay, I think. <laughs> but anyway, so the next panel, panel two, page five, Joan and Jay have sat down. And one guy with kind of receding brown hair and a beard, he's obviously much older than he's claiming to be, with a massive CND medallion round his neck. He looks a bit like Charlie Manson. He does. I wonder if that's intentional. (laughs) He's draping a a little garland of flowers around Joan's neck. And he says, You're beautiful people to be out here at your age. And another girl sticks a flower behind one of the wings of Jay's helmet. She says, Hope you don't get rheumatism sitting in the damp grass. And another fellow optimistically says, Love will keep you warm. Tremendous. Now the next panel, they've got very good seats here. <laughs> We're almost in the crowd's eye point of view. And look at the way Jay's been drawn there. Is that Does that not just scream Carmine? Yes. That's gorgeous. <laughs> this is really, really nice. Joan and Jay, looking up at the stage... And the fiddler has leapt into view, bounded up onto the stage. Joan says, Flash, look who stepped out of your souvenir album, the fiddler. To which Jay says, 
wonder what he's up to in his old age. And then we see the fiddler on the stage. The camera almost tracks towards him as he starts to play in his violin and he seems to be singing Your heart's a pocket full of gold Pouring into my hands like grains of sand Interesting. He's obviously down with the now sound. He's probably been listening to the mamas and the papas more than anything else. Maybe the first panel of page six. At the tidal wave of electronic sound that wells up from the fiddler's instrument. Yes, that is interesting because... It just looks like a normal violin, it but does. It's, it must he be a machine. Yeah. Mm. Basically, things are kicking off. All heck is breaking loose. There's almost a, a wave of different coloured concentric circles wading out from the centre of where the, the fiddler is playing. Obviously, this is the influence and effect of his music. One of the kids cries, Whee! and another one says, I'm all shook up. And they all, some of them start running. There's one guy in the foreground with trousers with stars all over them and a very tight-fitting shirt and a large flamboyant hat and a beard. He looks very contemporary. And they're all kind of freaking out a little bit. Jay looks very troubled and Joan says, I, I'll be all right, Flash. Get at the root of the trouble. Obviously, Jay's concerned about Joan. Jay starts to run towards the stage in the next panel and the fiddler sees him and says, Ah, here comes Flash, my old nemesis, super speeding onto the scene of my robbery. Jay is thinking, eh? Feels like I'm running into a stone wall. He's also having trouble getting through whatever it is the fiddler is unleashing. And if indeed the fiddler clarifies in the next panel when he says, It's a battle of vibrations, Flash. Yours against mine. What's the matter? Your bones too creaky to break through? It's a point of view shot between Jay's ankles almost looking up at the stage as he's kind of frozen. We're privy to Jay's thoughts as he thinks, like running in a treadmill, getting nowhere. In the next panel, final panel of page six, it's a almost over-the-shoulder shot of, of the feather, who looks more handsome than he's ever done. Yes, that wig's doing him wonders. Yes, in any rendering. He looks almost like Liberace or <laughs> someone like that, maybe. George Hamilton sort yeah, of looks him. even yeah. a hint of John Pertwee or Ricardo Montalban or something. <laughs> yeah, I can and we, see that. we can see the flash still being struck by the waves of sounds. There's a few farm buildings in the background, which are quite charming. And the thinker says, You've run out of gas, old timer! Your attack has turned into a retreat, a route. And as, as we see, the concentric circles are still rippling out and we see Jay being forced backwards in the large panel that starts off page seven. We see him firing backwards into the farm building. It's an interesting panel. From the stage, the fiddler cries, Happy crash landing, Flash! <laughs> and as Flash goes falling backwards, we can see it looks as though he's about to land on a pile of hay, but he's thinking, just as I counted on. Fiddler's so doubled up with laughter, he's stopped playing. And indeed he has. He's fiddling one hand, bow in the other. And Jay seems to recover his wits very quickly because panel two shows him running circles around the Fiddler's three cohorts who we met briefly at the start of the story. He referred to as the Fiddler's three. And we can see the piles of cash that they're obviously pilfering. One of the guys cries, Blush! As Jay runs circles around them all, saying, Just passing through. Long enough to put you on ice and that loot in cold storage. Fantastic. Caption then for panel three. Before that same second can tick away, the Scarlet Speedster bursts upon the fiddler. Tremendous. Jay zooms back to the stage. There's a very amusing zoom <laughs> sound effect as he pulls the strings from the bow. The fiddler looks aghast and cries, Caught me with my bow down. And the final panel, yep, the final panel, the flash is zooming off. Bearing the fiddler in front of him, as one young kid says, Groovy. Joan, Mrs. Garrett, cries, What a finale! And then we have a little musical note symbol, which has written upon it, The, the end. end. And there's another caption that says, 
Kirby is coming. And by now, we've probably already talked about that. So, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to the... (laughs) Over the nutshell. That was fantastic. Finale for a fiddler. Now, that was interesting. Jay seemed to catch his second wind towards the end. Yep. Interesting that the motif about him getting old and slowing down. I mean, I don't know how many times over the years there have been stories Mm. that have alluded to Jay slowing down and getting too old. But then he snaps back into it and everything's fine. It's brilliant, isn't it? (laughs) So that's obviously all a reference to the actual Woodstock Festival, which Mm -hmm. happened over the weekend of the 15th to the 18th of August 1969, with this comment being published over a year later, shows how much Robert Kaniger had his finger on the pulse. Compared to that Beatles-inspired story we did a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. you know, this is positively out of date. But it's it's interesting, it's nice to think that the old squares like Robert Kaniger and uh, Murphy Anderson's finger on the pulse are still trying to keep in tune with the kids and get in touch with the vibe. Beautiful artwork, really. A lot to enjoy in, in the short seven pages. It'll be fun picking out some panels for the for the socials. Certainly would be, yes. No, I really enjoyed that. That was uh, great fun. Uh, any chance to see the Fiddler's Car in action, I'll be honest, I'm all <laughs> over that. Yes. Remember when they did The Secret Six and the Fiddler was in it at first and they got rid of him very quickly? He was in it at the start and basically they got rid of him. I think they kept the car all for right. a bit. <laughs> that was fun. I mean, nice to see the, the Fiddler making catty comments about age and Jay just not rising to it and just showing that he still had it. Mm-hmm. I do like that it was Jordan that was the driving force to get him out there. Yes. Yeah, that was fun. That was Jay's like, yeah, come on, let's do this. And he's like, okay. And he puts on his suit and tie just to get ready to, you know, yeah. hang out with the kids. It's yeah. amusing. But I, I like the idea of Joan still being down with it, you know, and she, you can tell she probably listens to a lot of contemporary music and mm. that Jay just thinks is noise. Yeah. But she's probably, as I said, you know, a young spirit, so wasn't put off by any of all that. No, that was great fun. The spiked helmets didn't really seem like a very hippie-ish kind well, of band. Really, I sort of thought they? about that. You know, there were still bands at that sort of time that were still sort of having almost uniforms, like Gary Puckett mm. and Union Gap, for example. Mm. You know, their famous hits, you know, Young Girl and Lady Willpower. Their uniforms, their stage gear was very much based on um, Civil War style uniforms. Ah, okay. And remember, this in two, it's, oh, it's what, three years after Sergeant Pepper? Maybe that's what they were trying to be, You're right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was also a reference to the to the Hells Angels, and because some of them yeah, wear that them, sort of gear. Yeah. And, you know, we had some biker looking people in the crowd. Yeah. yeah, and as you said, it was a, a Charlie Manson look like, but it was it was amusing seeing all the hippies and stuff in this story, like a year after Woodstock, because the way that the cultural sort of landscape changed in those days was was really really quick. So I mean, it's mm-hmm. the story's probably as dated then as it was now. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, true. So we'll now very quickly look at the contemporary correspondence that references this story from issue 204 of The Flash. And the first letter says, Dear editor, Flash 201 was a whiz. The lead story, Million Dollar Dream, was artfully spun, exploring the possibilities of psychically induced paralysis in those who are supposed to be the flashiest of people. Good, good tale by Bob Kaniger. He writes some other kind? Well, occasionally, yes. Like what he did with, to... The Golden Age Flash in Finale for a Fiddler. Hurrah that those of us who grew up in the Golden Age were privileged to return to those thrilling days of yesteryear for a brief space and see the great Jay Garrick speed into action again in his very own story. That was most stimulating and rewarding and Murph's art is quite right for depicting the Flash of Earth too, but the tale itself was simply inane, at best whimsical, and additionally... It was too truncated to be interesting. Hmm. Well, seriously, is it necessary to make a monkey out of a guy who's still every inch a bona fide hero, a la the Justice Society adventures in your Justice League of America mag? The slowing down bits, melting reserves of power, inability to vibrate with the old-time finesse, gasping for breath as he runs, and having to be told by his wife to hurry. Ye gods! And especially Mercury. This is too much! 
crikey. That's probably fair. It was a bit overdone, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And the editorial response is... The flash pans directed at the concept of an ageing, slow-footed super speedster hit their target. It won't happen to the original Flash again. J.S. So the next letter... Ooh! Wait to see who the next letter's from, listeners. Dear Editor, remember the old days when Flash used to battle costume supervillains? Remember how Captain Cold, Mirror Master, Trickster or one of the others regularly broke out of prison to plot crimes in Central City? Remember when human interest stories were the exception and not the rule? I do. It has been a year since a costume villain made an appearance, except for the cameos in issue 200, and they are all sorely missed by at least one reader, me. The Flash always used to be the best hero when it came to fancy clothed criminals. They were his foes and his alone. They committed crimes just to battle him. But now, alas, it seems that they have all retired and left town, and all Flash does is have human interest problems each issue. And now, alas, you've brought back a couple of supervillains, but not to fight our Flash, no. Our Flash can't even walk this month. The Golden Age Flash has to come out of mothballs and pant through seven pages as he battles not only his old foe the Fiddler, but a weirdie named Turtle Man. Now I ask you, if Bob Kaniger can write stories about the Earth 2 Flash and supervillains, why can't he do the same for the Earth 1 Flash and supervillains? Bring back costume criminals, even if it's only once or twice a year. There must be somebody out there besides me who misses them, and that's from none other than Bob Rosakis. The answer man himself. Yes, from Elmont, New York. And he makes a point. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're into the Bronze Age. Mm-hmm. This is you know, the thick of the hard-travelling heroes Green Lantern period. Yep. We've already had those pollution-tinged JLA stories a mm-hmm. while ago. And, you know, he makes a point, as you said, all these covers of the Flash standing crying. Crying, yes. Injured. Yep. There's a whole massive period of it then. It's very depressing. Um, <laughs> our next episode, listeners, is actually another issue of the Flash, believe it or not. And that kind of cover is another one that we'll talk about. <laughs> that yeah. falls into that trope, but we'll talk yes. about that next week. <laughs> Editorial response then to Bob's letter is... All those somebodies who miss Flash's rogues gallery, send in your checkmarked votes to be counted. If the count is good, count on us to do something supervillainous about it. Julie Schwartz. Well, I've still got quite a few Flash comics from around this period, and I remember quite a few covers with the top and Mirror Master and Captain Boomerang and Trickster. That's all more just after this. They've obviously got after. the next few issues still mm-hmm. planned, but you know, yeah. they do listen, I think, obviously there. Good or good. Gets things back in track. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what it should be. And the final letter, most of it is taken up talking about the initial story, but the last paragraph is about this story. And he says, It was good to see the Golden Age Flash again, but seeing was all that was good. Finale for a fiddler turned out to be nothing more than a day in the life of an ageing Flash, complete with absolutely no plot. All the little things in the world could not have saved this one. And that's from David C. Hendricks from Clemson, South Carolina. It was a nice bit of throwaway. I mean, it was harmless. I think, obviously... The the main basketball story is actually mm-hmm. I think it's actually quite good. Mm-hmm. The bit when you know the boy has to walk to help Flash again and all that's quite it's quite well done. Yeah. It's quite interesting. But obviously, you know, there's another as well as the short J story. There's another short four page sort of adventure sci fi sort of story that mm-hmm. runs out the rest of the comics. Yeah, it's obviously designed just to be a, a space filler. And it's fun. Yeah, it's genuinely it's, it's light hearted fun, and it's something that we've not really seen a huge amount of the GSA aging. This is like the start of yeah. this, really. Yeah. And the Grey Temples I love. Yeah. I think it's, it's absolutely made The yeah. Grey Temples and Jay on soups as he eventually gets them. Yep. You know, it just it just looks excellent. Speaking as someone who has Grey Temples himself. Well, yeah, absolutely. I was, I was <laughs> going to say, when I when I started greying in my 30s, I was just like, yeah, I'm getting Jay Garrick, Reed Richards, grey hair. Fantastic. Yep, that's it. I, was, I was into it. It's, I mean, we've had the odd thing about Wildcat feeling he's a little bit older and uh-huh. all that sort of stuff. But it's interesting that they've touched on it because, let's be honest, by this point, Jay's 
going to be in his fifties mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. So it makes sense to at least address it. And I think oh. it was I think it was done quite well. It was nice to see the fiddle. The artwork was gorgeous. Yeah. And like I said before, we did Batman two 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 a few weeks ago, and that touched into the the zeitgeisty aspect of you know the rumours about Paul Blancarty being dead and the Beatles splitting up. So it's mm-hmm. nice to see something else that is a real has a real sort of cultural touchstone. Yep. To it, you know, and they're really kind of dialing into the vibe. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. no sign of Crosby, Stills and Nash or, or Neil Young or Jodie Mitchell or anything, but, you know, fair enough. <laughs> it was fun. I, re- I really, really liked it. And it's a nice little story to do. You know, it would have been nice to have some more short backup solo GSA stories. Like, mm-hmm. we've got that Hourman one randomly that time. And that yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was just nice to have it. And it, it gives us an easy week, mm-hmm. in a way. There's <laughs> not so much for you to edit this time, which is ideal. And although it was a bit of fluff, there were still some really good moments in it. Like, you know, when Jay was trying to deflect with the trash can lid. Yes. And of course it went straight through because that's a trope. Of course. You know, of like, this will protect me, but it doesn't. Yeah. And then he throws it like Captain America at them. Yeah. I love that sort of stuff. Yeah. That was great. But this is just small character bits. The design of that first panel, as you said, yeah. with the musical sheets and the and Jay zooming in, it just oh. looks amazing. Yes. Yeah. There's tons to enjoy in that. Yeah. So, yeah, it is lightweight, but it's seven pages. All filler, but all killer. Yes. There I you think go. so. That'll do. But that's what we thought about it. What do you think about it? Please get in touch. You can email us at the Earth 2 podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you follow us on social media on Facebook and Instagram. We're at the Earth 2 podcast and on Twitter at podcast underscore Earth 2. And check out our website, the Earth 2 podcast.com, where you can find this and every other episode we've done. Yeah, be sure to check out the socials. I've managed to dig out a couple more foreign reprints to, to add to this week. There's still quite a few more of them to come. So check out Instagram and Facebook and Feel free to dig back into the archives and see some of the older stuff. Our approach to the socials is very much to make it as magazine-y as possible, to give mm-hmm. you as much extra content and context for all the stuff that we're yeah. presenting. So you never know. I might even try and dig out some good photographs from Woodstock just for the sake of it. Wow, man. Will we will we get a tweet that says, Hi, we're Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, when we're not being a supergroup composed of members of some former bands we enjoy? Yeah, we probably will. Well, so watch out for that one. <laughs> Probably about Tuesday or Wednesday. But anyway, appropriately enough then, I suppose, on that note... Hey, I've been Peter. And I've been David, and we'll see you again very soon on... The The Earth 2 Podcast. Transmatter cube activated. Return coordinates set for Earth Prime.